Dear brethren and dear friends, this is today, on this second Sunday of Advent, the first public Sunday Mass since the end of the lockdown. Of course, we keep that in our prayers. We say, we thank God. We pray for the future because we know that this kind of permission seems could also be only temporary. It's, of course, something that um, we should not um, accept anymore in the future, in the new year. Let us always keep that in our prayers. Let us thank God. In the same time, we also have to follow the regulations. I kindly ask you, especially regarding Holy Communion, to stay at your seat until one of the ushers will come and indicate you when you can then stand up, respect social distancing, and receive the Blessed Sacrament. At the end of Mass today, we will be reciting the Novena to the Immaculate Conception, whose feast will be this coming Tuesday. There will be Masses at 8 a.m. and 6 p.m. You know that this feast is not only a feast of obligation, but also for us as a member of the Institute of Christ the King, Sovereign Priest, one of the most important feasts of the year. So you are always invited to, to pray and to practice this beautiful devotion and to attend Holy Mass here on Tuesday. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Dear brethren, this second Sunday of Advent gives us the beautiful figure of St. John the Baptist. St. John the Baptist, we know about him in Holy Scripture. He was the prophet, but plus that, more than a prophet. He was the last prophet. He was the precursor of our Lord Jesus Christ. He was, as we read in Holy Scripture, in the Gospel of St. Luke, the son of Zachary and Elizabeth, and his father, Zachary, had a vision in which he was told about St. John the Baptist's vocation. We read in the Gospel, he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost even from his mother's womb. And he shall convert many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. He shall unite the heart of all, the fathers with the children, and teach the disobedient the wisdom that makes men just, preparing for the Lord a people fit to receive him. In all the prophets whom we can meditate and hear their voices in the Old Testament, there is something in common. All the, all the prophets always help us. They speak on behalf of God, in the name of God, and they help us to us who struggle against all forms of duplicity. Our hearts are too often divided. We say yes and no at the same time. We say yes to, to the Lord in our prayers, and then our words, our thoughts, our deeds, all our actions are just incoherent with the prayers, with the graces that we do ask to our Lord. So St. John the Baptist is, in a certain sense, the patron saint par excellence of authenticity. With his cry from the wilderness, he shatters the silence and says, repeats again and repeats to the whole world through the liturgy, repent. Repent for the kingdom of heaven has come near. 
To see this uh, invitation is not only repent, uh, but it's to change the way we live. We must repent for a reason. The reason is for the coming of the kingdom of heaven. You see, again, at his time, there was certainly nothing politically correct. St. John the Baptist, despite all the criticisms, the persecutions, all the difficulties, he followed his vocation, he had to deliver the message, and he got right to the point and said, preach what needed to be said. He is a great example for our times, a great example for our troubled times, for all the priests, for all the bishops, for the Pope. He shows up, shows us the example on how to preach and how to point out our Lord Jesus Christ, the Savior. He told with no hesitation the first people who came him to him to share. And then he told all the tax collectors to be just. He did not hesitate to tell the soldiers to make peace. So all these messages that we can read in the Gospel, we must, we must really make them ours. They are, each time, each one of them is a personal invitation. We must always remember how the aim of the purpose of all these messages that me, which is that the Messiah comes to save us, to save us from the power of duplicity, the power of despair, the power of uh, the powers of darkness and death. He reminds us how badly we need a savior to save us. Nowadays, as we all know, maybe the most important part of the world is focused on a pandemic, on a virus. The most part of the world is maybe already celebrating too early and not, not, not on the right way the possi a possible vaccine that we do not know where it comes from, how it is made, and the result. Again, St. John the Baptist and the Church tells us how prudent we have to be. Take it easy. Let us be focused on our spiritual lives first of all. Of course, we do have a duty to protect ourselves, but we should not, we should not be overcome by this fear, fear to be contaminated, fear to, be, to get sick, because this general fear brings unto the world, on, upon the families, upon all our friends, this despair, a lot of worries, a lot of anxieties. And I can tell you, as a priest, during the lockdown, each time some people came here to the church, we were always available for confession or to speak with people. And there is definitely more and more anxiety, despair, worries. And these are lots of the fruits or secondary effects of the lockdown. So let us always remember how we have to protect ourselves, to be charitable, to take care of our health, of course, but never Never neglect our soul. Our soul is immortal. A few weeks ago, on the feast of All Saints, there is a bishop who came to our seminary in Italy, near, near Florence, Bishop Giovanetti. By the way, he is the, the bishop who ordains me a priest, so of course I am very faithful to him and uh, always very edified by his, um, 
by, by this good and holy bishop. He, delivered, he celebrated the Pontifical Mass on um, the Feast of All Saints for our seminarians in Italy, and uh, he said, we know how important medical care is, but the Lord's help through the intercession of his saints, of all his saints, is equally important. So we see in these words how important spiritual life is, how we have always have to take care of our soul, which is immortal. So the message that resounds in our souls during Advent is really conversion. Advent, dear brethren, is a time for conversion, a time given to us to change, to, re to repent, to improve, but also a time which is very short. Usually, before starting Advent, people are already preparing, have already prepared a lot of things for Christmas. Gifts, food, gatherings, a lot of things. But the time of Advent itself is short. And it's now, now that we have to repent, now that we have to amend for our personal negligences. It's now that we have to take time to renew our courage, to exert ourselves to remedy all the weaknesses of our youth. It's not tomorrow. Advent, Advent is the time to be closer to God, closer to God. We will sing, soon sing in um, the liturgy, Prope est Dominus, the Lord is now near, nearer. So Advent is a time that not simply informs us, but really transforms our life. During um, this Holy Mass today, on the second Sunday of Advent, let us especially think about the beautiful figure of St. John the Baptist, about his vocation. And during Holy Mass, there is a part of his life which is actually almost renewed when he was showing who the Lord was, our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, during Holy Mass, when the priest takes the host right before Holy Communion and says, the Ecce Agnus Dei. This is the message, these are the words from St. John the Baptist that are repeated every day during the liturgy. He repeats, we repeat the words by which St. John the Baptist was really announcing Jesus. St. John the Baptist life can then be summed up in this image of a finger pointing to the one who was coming to our souls, our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.